Welcome to the sermon podcast of First United Methodist Church of Round Rock. We hope that this message offers meaning to your life. We invite you to join us in worship on Saturday evenings at 5.30 p.m. or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.40, or 11 a.m. Each service is unique in style and format. May God bless you and your day. Baptism is an interesting thing. We're, we're talking about that this morning. And, and, and baptism, especially for those who have been in churches that do immersions, there, there's some pretty funny stories that have been a part of, of them. You know, uh, uh, seeing one was done by, it was an interdenominational church, a big church. And so they had what big churches often do that have immersion baptisms. And that is you have, you have a girl's dressing room and you have a guy's dressing room. And so you go into the tank from the different sides. And so this man got, they're doing the guys first. And so the guy came down, he got baptized, went under the water, and come back up. But he went over to the lady's side as he was going, so he was on his way up the stairs. Well, the other person had already come down, the, other, the next guy that was to be baptized. And so the pastor's getting ready to baptize the second person, then he watches this other guy. And the thing you need to know about that tank was one that it wasn't, some of them have a wall that's right here that kind of protects how people are seen, but in this church they didn't. The glass went all the way to the floor, and so they all got the privilege of seeing this guy come back to the right dressing room by swimming across <laughs> the, the thing, you know. Uh, and I'm sure you all have seen the one that's on the net of the little boy that was being baptized. He was like seven or eight years old, and he was so excited to be baptized that as the pastor raised his hand to go do that, the child put his finger over his nose like this and just went under himself before the pastor could ever get a hold of him. Uh, you know, as one who had in my reaffirmation of baptism that was done in, in that Baptist church, he, the pastor was five foot six, and he had a whole lot of trouble getting me up. There was a wall there so people couldn't see how much I was helping him get me up. Lots of baptism stories. But let's think about baptism, about what it really means. Baptism, when they were coming to, Jesus, coming to John the Baptist on the day, it was a baptism for repentance, about turnaround. And we've already talked about that you can't orchestrate your own turnaround. This is not a self-help program in the church. The church is a Christ help program. And so it was our invitation then for Christ to help us make our turnaround in 2018. And so I pray that that's part of your understanding of your reaffirmation of baptism and your understanding of baptism. It's about the people who are making the turnaround uh, in, in our day and time. And, and then the next part is it's, it's about endorsement. What did God say to Jesus from the heavens? This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Is it too much to say that that's what God said at your baptism? I know you're not Jesus. But the truth is, the Bible says in Genesis that you were created not just good, but very good. When you, when you were conceived, God said, you... This is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. You know, one of the things that was true in my own coming to faith in Christ, uh, 47 years ago, I, I gave my heart to Christ. So don't I look good for 47? I mean, that's, that's when I had my new birth. 
So on the second calendar, that's what it would be saying. But 47 years ago, when I gave my heart to Christ, it was the experience of being loved beyond anything that I ever thought I could be. And it was just the way I was. And I thought, I want to give the rest of my life to that kind of love. And so I have. It doesn't mean I've done it right or done it well. It just means that I keep on trusting that love. And, and so, you know, Martin Luther said that when he was depressed or when he was, uh, when he was tempted, he would say, I am baptized. I am a child of God. He was affirming his root identity. You have a root identity. You don't belong to your spouse, first of all. You don't belong to your parents, first of all. You don't belong to your kids, first of all. You don't belong to your employer, first of all, or, or your employees. You belong to God. Say with me, I belong to God. That's your root identity. Never forget your root identity. So, it's the turnaround. It's our root identity. But then, as we follow further in this story, it's also a participation in community. One of the real uh, great moves that's happening in the seminaries and in Christian theology is recognizing the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how they are three dimensions of God, but they all cooperate together, that they are a wonderful model of community. And so we have the divine community kind of being the picture of what the human community could be like. Next week, I'm going to be baptizing three children. One's eight and, and two are smaller. And uh, two are going to be at the fountain and one in the sanctuary. But I'm going to be doing those baptisms. And in so doing, they are a part of this radical community. Now, we have all kinds of community around us. There's the virtual community where you can friend or unfriend a person just like that. Or there are destructive kinds of communities, gangs, cartels. Or there may be other communities that you're part of that, they're, well, they're all right, but they're, they're not really true belonging and, well, in the church, we are to be an alternative community, drawn together not by just our common likes and dislikes, but drawn together by the love of Christ that changes our lives. And so we are to be an alternative community. Would you say with me, we are an alternative community? And that means that you are that community that is in a lover's quarrel with the way the world is. That means we're a different kind of community. We stand for different things. And so don't expect everybody just to be really psyched that you are part of this alternative community. Jesus called that alternative community the kingdom of God, and that's what we're part of. But not only that, uh, when Jesus uh, was, was baptized and proclaimed God's son, it was the beginning of his ministry. It was the beginning of his vocation. I know when you look at me here, you think, boy, he's, he's just an ordinary kind of guy. But the truth is, I have an extraordinary kind of life. I get to enjoy the love of family in a dimension that's far beyond I deserve. I get to enjoy the people of the church and its various gifts and, and all the people that are in and experience all that wonder and all the, just the amazing thing that is the church. And I just get to enjoy that. I, I get to begin each day with a clean slate because of the, forgiven, the forgiveness of God. Uh, even though my life looks wonderfully ordinary, it is absolutely extraordinary 
and I get to be part of life and get to have an impact with my life that I never dreamed I would ever have. I don't think I'm different than you in that. So one of the things that Jesus, by being baptized and be, being put into ministry, and that ministry would be tempted later in his temptations, but the truth is he was there called to his ministry. That was his destiny. Would you say with me, I have a destiny? Because you do. And that's what we say every time in baptism or when we reaffirm a baptism. One of the things I'm going to invite you to do from now on when you see a baptism, reaffirm your own. Update and renew your commitment with Christ and lay claim to the destiny that is yours. Now, I've got to say, when we're talking about the destiny that is ours, uh, that is not just, uh, you can be the greatest. It's a destiny that also has sacrifice within it. So St. Patrick, uh, the, the St. Patrick that we have, the St. Patrick's Day in March about, uh, uh, one of the days, he did, when he did baptism, he did it in an interesting way. He would do the immersion style, but he would baptize them once for the Father, once for the Son, and once for the Holy Spirit. Now, I remember doing that in swimming pools with my kids. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jehoshaphat, Matthew, Mark, you know. Uh, you know, you know, they loved it. Uh, you know, but, but, but just the same, you know, this idea that he would do this. And so there was a chieftain who came to him. And so St. Patrick's was baptizing him. And the chieftain had his staff as a symbol of his, of his office. And so uh, he gave it to St. Patrick. St. Patrick took that, took the, and was lowering him with his hand, and he put the staff, and he put it right on the chieftain's foot. And baptism, and he heard this outcry of the chieftain. And, uh, and he says, why did you just scream out like that? And he says, well, you had... My, the, the, king, the staff on my foot. And he says, it hurt. He says, why didn't you tell me? He says, well, you said there was pain involved in following Christ, so I thought that was part of it. <laughs> you know, there is sacrifice. And so the question is, in 2018, what are you going to give your life to? You have to give your life to something. You have to give your life for someone. I want to submit that giving your life for the cause of Christ, according to the gifts that you have and the opportunities that are placed before you, that there is no higher calling, and it's the one that God joins you in fulfilling. Baptism. One scholar says that baptism is one of the most dangerous and seditious things that we can do because it says... The world's not calling our shot. God is calling our shot. And we become witness to a love that never lets us go and gives us a destiny we never, we thought, never thought we'd have. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for taking ordinary lives and making them absolutely extraordinary by your touch. If there's anyone here today who has not fully drawn on your love and allowed you to just fully move on them and love on them, may this be the moment that they do that and they become new. And may they see life differently. And may their lives have an impact 
more than they had ever dreamed. And may we give ourselves away for the glory of you. In the name of Christ, amen. And so now we stand for our closing song. I'm going to give the benediction, but please uh, stay here and enjoy the song, and then you'll get a final signal from Brian to go out. But as you go